Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the Globe, bringing you news, views, and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. Yes, it is indeed World Wide Wave, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking you around the globe, one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and we are live from the lands of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation in these magnificent Victorian Pride Centre studios and I will very shortly be joined by our roving reporter, Shannon. There is no doubt that there is a global attack on trans people with anti-trans law and rhetoric continuing to grow. And if there is a front line, perhaps it's the US state of Texas. Whether it's a bill to remove gender-affirming care or political directives to investigate parents for child abuse if they support their trans child with transitioning, the Texas Parliament is on the attack. Despite this, our guest tonight insists that most Texans are accepting and progress has been made in LGBTIQ rights. But rights won can be rights lost. So Jonathan Gooch is part of the team at Equality Texas fighting against a cavalcade of anti-LGBT laws. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight. We're already seeing the impact of that type of law because of the governor's directive, because even though the Supreme Court said that the governor does not have that authority, the Department of Family and Protective Services has continued to investigate those families. And that's all wrapped up in litigation, but even so, families are terrified. We're off to America, and yeah, look, there's quite often some crazy stuff that comes out of America. What's your only in America story? What have you seen or done that makes you shake your head and think, oh my gosh, only in America? Mine, it's cheese in a can. Cheese that you shake like an aerosol and squeeze out cheese. Bizarre. Only in America. Texas lawmakers are about to debate a range of bills impacting LGBT people in the American state. There are 82 of them. From whether to block access for transgender, transgender children on transition-related health care, classifying businesses that host drag shows as sexually-oriented establishments, or limiting public school lessons on sexuality and gender identity, they represent a confronting attack on LGBT rights in America. Battling against the raft of bills is Equality Texas. We asked Jonathan Gooch, their communications director, to start by telling us about the work of Equality Texas. I work with Equality Texas as the communications director. Uh, so Equality Texas is the largest nonprofit in Texas 
advocating for LGBTQ people in this state. There are other organizations that we work with that also do this work, um, but we are the largest group that is solely focused on LGBTQ rights. Um, we have been around for a long time, but in our current form since 1989. Um, and it's been a wild ride in Texas. Texas is famous for some of um, the worst policies. Uh, but Texans themselves are really good people. And you wouldn't know that if you just looked at the legislature. Um, and so that's, I think, a really important thing to say, because that makes the work a lot better. 72% uh, of Texans actually support LGBTQ protections, um, which is, again, not something you would know if you looked at the makeup of the representatives in the Capitol building. From someone who's like not in America, right, and from somewhere that doesn't have 50 states. I don't know how you guys ever remember all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seems when you're kind of seeing the news and you're seeing that sort of thing, it seems like there's like a thousand bills, just one after another, you're that's not wrong. To be attacking young queer people particularly, but yeah. just queer people in general. Um, do you want to maybe take us through maybe some of the more troubling or more serious ones that you guys are facing? Yeah. So you're right. There are thousands of bills. So because there are all the different states, right? Each state legislature is doing their own thing. But in Texas, I think right now we hold the record for the most anti-LGBTQ bills filed in this legislative session. There are a couple reasons for that. One of which is important to put in context. Our legislature only meets every other year. So they kind of hold all of their ideas for a whole two years until they're ready to dump them all at once. But right now we have over 80 bad bills filed. And some of the ones that we're most concerned about deal with healthcare for trans youth. So last year around this time, the governor of Texas issued a letter instructing the Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate the parents of trans youth for child abuse based solely on providing their children gender affirming care. And so that letter was based on a legal opinion from our attorney general that was just riddled with factual and legal errors. A lot of things were inaccurate obviously, right? How do you get to such an absurd conclusion without some serious blunders? But so we've been dealing with that for the past year. And some of the things that are helpful to put in context are the, the Texas Supreme Court in May said that the governor does not have the authority to direct the Department of Family and Protective Services as to how they investigate families or whether or not to investigate families. And What's really important about that is they also said that only the legislature can change the Department of Family and Protective Services directive. So now we're around to the legislative session and some legislators are trying to do that. They want to change the imperative that comes from the hard letter law to instruct the Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate these families. 
So that's one we're obviously very concerned about. And we're already seeing the impact of that type of law because of the governor's directive, because even though the Supreme Court said that the governor does not have that authority, the Department of Family and Protective Services has continued to investigate those families. And that's all wrapped up in litigation. But even so, families are terrified, right? The families that can afford to leave, they've left. And the ones that can't afford to leave are just terrified. So that's the situation we're in right now with healthcare. There are other bills as well, uh, even more on top of that, which seems hard to believe. There are a, a variety of school censorship bills that at least here in the States have been referred to as don't say gay. They're similar to the Florida bill that got a lot of attention when it passed. However, they go even further. So the Florida bill banned discussion about sexual orientation and gender identity up through third grade. The Texas bills that have been filed ban it up through fifth grade and eighth grade. And so an eighth grade student is like 13 or 14. And like at that point, you're, you know, you're definitely beginning to think about romance and starting to question your own identity and your own orientation. So it's important that those kids get good information. And I think the other important thing to say with that is like, if kids aren't getting their information from their school teachers or from school libraries, they're going to go to the internet. And the internet is a much less reliable source of information. So I think it's important that we do have librarians and teachers vetting this information, right? And making sure it's the best information. It's at the right reading level for whoever's reading it, right? Um, so age-appropriate materials. That's Jonathan Gooch, the Communications Director at Equality Texas, with us on JOY 94.9. I guess one of the challenges they have there in being the... Uh, uh, famous for some of the worst policies in the world, is that their legislature is not matching their community. I'm sure many people would uh, feel the same about here in Australia, that our parliaments could be much more representative. But clearly there's a disconnect there. If uh, if there's 72% uh, support for some basic anti-discrimination protections for LGBT people, but the parliament's debating very extreme anti-LGBT bills, then there's a disconnect. But why is that not flowing through to uh, the ballot box and therefore changes uh, coming through? Got a bit more about that coming up in the interview. It did stagger me, though, that their parliament only meets every two years. That that sounds that's is this this is a part of the only in America thing really isn't it? Um, I did a quick uh, look uh, now here in uh, Victoria. There's 49 sitting days this year, and even that's you know 49 out of 365. Not a not an outstanding percentage, I don't think. But one sitting one sitting period every two years. Gee, what are these people being paid for? We've got lots more coming up on Joy 94.9. In fact, we're going to find out what is stopping some of these bills from passing. And let me tell you, the answer will stun you. This is World Wide Wave. Our diverse communities have one home. Joy. Hi, this is Robin Tyler, and I am a producer. I'm an activist. I'm a comic. And I'm also legally married to my wife, Diane Olson, 
for over seven years on the World Wide Wave. We put the call out to you for uh, what's your only in America experience. Uh, Xavier's message in uh, tipping. I just don't get it. Having to rely on tips instead of a wage is just wrong. Yes. And you never quite know how much to tip either. It's a, is it 10% or, but if it's good, it's meant to be better. And, and then you feel sorry for them, give them even more. Very confusing. Very confusing. But yes, you should be able to get a wage. Um, banknotes is the other one that I thought because Americans are all convinced that, you know, they've got the best banknotes in the world, but they're all the same size and they're all the same color. So when you come from outside, it's like, Wow, really hard work to to look at which notes which. Joy 94.9. Like so many countries pushing anti-LGBT laws, the excuse of protecting children is often used to justify the laws. In the US state of Texas, the same is happening, particularly around trans issues. But one of the 82 proposed laws aimed at making life more difficult for LGBTIQ people is a tax on drag performances. Equality Texas is the lead group advocating for and telling the stories of those impacted by these laws. Jonathan Gooch is their communications director. We asked Jonathan, what is stopping some of these bills being passed in the Texan parliament? That is a really great question. So there are a lot of advocates doing a lot of work to educate lawmakers about the consequences of these bills and also just to educate lawmakers about what Texans really want, right? We do sometimes have to remind them that Texans as a whole are really supportive because of the way the primary system works and the low voter turnout in primary elections. Representatives have a tendency to tailor their messages and their actions to appease a very, very small group of people who are deciding ultimately whether they end up in office because they will either win or lose their Republican primaries based on just a handful of voters. But in the past, most of the bills have been stopped through like public advocacy and some of them just die out in committee, right? There are, because we only meet every other year, there isn't enough time for them to do everything they want to do. And so if they have other priorities that are more important than bashing on the queers, then those will get passed and the others won't. <laughs> the last one's a bit of a small saving grace, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how does it affect Texas when other states like Florida come out with and pass bills like the Don't Say Gay Bill? Do you guys see that the, ram- the negative ramification in the news stops it in texas or like like or does it just give them more power by saying look they still passed it we can still pass it that is a really good question because the answer is definitely both and because we see a lot of legislators copying bills that florida or other states have come up with so there's definitely a bad copycat effect right where they're they're getting these bad ideas from other states. But at the same time, it's difficult to call it an advantage because it's at the expense of the Florida LGBTQ community. But we have real world stories, right? Stories about the real impact that these bills are having on the community in Florida. 
And so we can tell our lawmakers, this is really bad and this is why, right? We've seen the effects of this. We know how bad, it's not speculation. We know how bad this is. And I don't know how our legislators are going to respond to that because this is the first time we've had such a clear example of this law passed here. These were the effects. If you pass it here, we're going to have the same problems. So I certainly hope that our lawmakers listen to that and pay attention to that because it's difficult to see Floridians struggling so much in the wake of the Don't Say Gay bill. Over the last, right, like decade where we've really seen some of these stuff grow in the legislature, there's been a variety of different presidents. You know, there's Obama, then there was Trump, and now there's Biden. How does the change of who's president affect this stuff? The American legal system is unnecessarily complicated. And in general, a lot of things that happen at the state level are moving in isolation from the federal level. But more and more recently, the national trends have been influencing what happens at the state, which historically was not so much the case. They sort of had different spheres of influence, different things that were relegated to each role. And now we're seeing it influence state policies more and more. One of the things that is has been really interesting in the past election, we just had an election in November at the state level. And there were all of these flyers going around with disinformation about what trans healthcare looks like. And they were ascribing the uh, just a lot of it was a lot of jarbled nonsense. But the fact that Biden was the president was the main push in that flyer. And Biden wasn't on the ballot. Biden wasn't running at all. But the political strategists in Texas thought that that would be influential with voters to fight back against Biden somehow. The logic of it doesn't connect. But I suppose some political strategists think that it's a worthwhile tactic. Recently, I've seen on Twitter a lot about a bill that seems to kind of effectively ban gender-affirming care for anyone. Do you want to tell us about that yeah. bill? Because that doesn't just seem like, like when you're an adult, you know, it's obviously it's ideal to be able to get that access younger, but at least when you get out from under your parents or you hit a certain age, you can, you know, do what you want. Do you want to talk about like the objective one that like bills that possibly ban it for adults as well? Yeah. So you are right. One of the most extreme bills we have ever seen regarding gender affirming care was filed recently. So the way that bill is written is essentially that it would ban public funding for that type of care, right? Which means that effectively hospitals or any public funded institutions would end that care so that they can keep all their money. It also has this liability aspect, which means that insurance companies would be on the hook for more than they normally are for care. It's very tricky the way it's worded because the effect of the bill would definitely be to make accessing gender-affirming care nearly impossible. 
But I do just want to say nearly to clarify a couple things for those who are rich enough to pay for healthcare without insurance, they would still have access to care from private providers who felt that they could still keep going with care, um, which would likely be, uh, you know, community members, other LGBTQ doctors who are committed to providing the care and willing to take the risk. But I also want to clarify that this particular lawmaker has a really bad track record. Like he's, he doesn't get bills passed. He's been in office since 2015. In 2015, he filed 52 bills and not a single one of them passed. In 2017, he filed 69 bills and one passed. In 2019, he filed 93 bills, only 6% passed. In 2021, he filed 47 bills, only 8% passed. So for what it's worth, his track record is not good. And we certainly don't want our community to panic. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that does not become law and then support our community, whatever may come. From deep in the heart of Texas, that's Jonathan Gooch from Equality Texas with us on Joy 94.9 and also with us in the studio, our roving reporter, Shannon. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Great to have you here. And you've, you actually got this interview, so you know all about it anyway. Yes. But, um, the, the, the low voter turnout uh, issue is really, I, I find this fascinating because we're one of the few countries in the world that has compulsory voting. Yes. So you've got to turn up. You, you don't have pick to up place your ballot. A, that's right. You got to, You don't have to place a vote, but you've got to turn up. Whereas they spend in America, they spend so much time trying to get people to just turn up. And really, what uh, Jonathan's saying is, the people who are turning up are the more extreme ends, the ones that have a particular issue, a particular push. So you end up with this, you know, extremism on of policy. Yeah, and I guess a real ability to say, well, I will ban this because I know that I'll be able to get those people to vote for me more than yes. just people who are kind of halfway about something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then even though it's a state state vote, state issue, um, they're, kind, they, they're using the president, they're using um, uh, Joe Biden as sort of a... As a bit of a, a yeah, like a boogeyman to, sort of... Yeah, the boogeyman, yeah. Like he's in so all this stuff will change when really it's actually up to the same state legislators that you just voted in or to be really making all of those decisions. Do you think that's the same here, the same sort of dynamic that people just look to who they see on the television? Yeah, I think I think it is similar here. But also I guess, I mean, I mean, I guess it is different, isn't it, when you've got like a president, like someone who is kind of both outside of your, your government in a sense and also creating their own legislation like i i mean i'm confused by it i guess oh, so it's very confusing yeah so i guess i can't blame them highly for it as well very confusing indeed coming up on join 94.9 jonathan explains why there is cause for some hope despite this rash of anti-lgbt laws in texas this is worldwide wave what's happening download the joy app today Hey there, beautiful people. My name is Ian Field-Stewart. I use they, them, she, her pronouns. I'm the founder of The Oka Project, and I'm speaking to you on the World Wide Wave Australia, Joy 949. 
You're on a show that takes you around the world, one queer story at a time, Worldwide Wave. And a special hello to everybody listening to us on a podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcast automatically, either at joy.org.au forward slash Worldwide Wave or on iTunes or really any of your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We love to know, you know, what you want to hear, what you're enjoying. And if you missed last week's show uh, up on podcast, we did the Democratic Republic of Congo and had some really great feedback. Um, it and it's been shared by um, a couple of equality groups as well. So uh, it's a pretty rare insight to um, that part of Africa for LGBT people. So really worth a listen. Joy.org.au slash Worldwide Wave is where you'll find all of them. Um, now, we've been putting the call out only in America. What's your experience? Uh, Dale, Dale from Clifton Hill says... How they switch the dates and months always confuses me. Yes. Oh, it's so confusing. When you're there and you have to like double take and is that, oh, is that, oh, oh. Oh, it it comes across to me like online all the time and I always have to think. Yeah. And I always think, oh, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) It just doesn't look right and then you've got (laughs) to check it and check it. And and you were talking about money too. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that you raised money. I think the fact that anywhere in the world is still making paper money is ludicrous. Well, there's still lots of people, lots of places that have paper money. Where we because Australia, Australia invented yeah, it's one of the, the plastic we've ever the done as a polymer plastic polymer money. Yeah, it's it's one of our finest inventions. Yeah. along with our traffic lights and Wi Wi-Fi. traffic lights. What's that? What's that invention? And we have we have actually very started the state of the art. I don't know if you know this about Australia. We should look into it. But we actually have really state of the art traffic lights. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't noticed that. No, we'll, we'll say that one for another show. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm just saying uh, it's up there with our list of inventions. <laughs> The world's longest-running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is Worldwide Wave from Australia's rainbow radio station, Joy 94.9. LGBTIQ activists and many Democratic politicians in the US state of Texas are bracing for a long fight on LGBT rights. The measures they say represent are concerted attempts to minimise queer expression and restrict people's rights. Curiously, they come at a time when, according to a 2021 survey, 72% of Texas Texans support anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people. We asked Jonathan Gooch from Equality Texas to tell us how these current and proposed anti-LGBT laws are impacting the real lives of LGBT Texans. When these bills come up, what is the effect that you guys see in queer people and in particularly in trans people and trans youth in Texas? Because it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, a lot of these bills haven't passed or, you know, we are doing a really good job at stopping them. But there must be some really negative impacts from just having these bills constantly on the table. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just talking about the bills has a really traumatic impact, especially on young people, right? So young people who hear the stories in the news and who watch lawmakers debating the validity of their experience, just of their identity, that is really painful, obviously. And I just pulled up some statistics right here. Um, so the Trevor Project, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Trevor Project, uh, LGBTQ hotline specifically for youth. They do regular surveys to monitor the mental health of LGBTQ young people. And their data for Texas showed that in 2022, 
47% of LGBTQ youth in Texas seriously considered suicide that year. When you just look at transgender and non-binary youth, that number is 56%. More than half of all trans and non-binary youth have seriously considered suicide. And when you look at attempted suicides, it's 20% for transgender and non-binary youth. And that's just, it's just a devastating number, right? Those numbers should be zero, but it just goes to show that even just talking about it, acting like it's a legitimate debate, it really harms our community. What is hopeful in Texas? Um, so, you know, like obviously some of this, <laughs> some of this is really hard and really, you know, it must be hard to constantly feel like more and more bills are coming your way. What gives you hope to keep doing this? That is a really great question. Um, we do, we do our best to focus on the positive. Um, and we have had some small victories that are worth celebrating. So, uh, the governor appointed this commission to look at our aging residents. Um, and so LGBTQ elders have a lot of issues that just heterosexual or cisgender elders don't have to deal with. And so it's important that they be included in that. And they weren't in the first draft, but together we partnered with another group. And now the five-year plan to address issues facing aging residents in Texas includes a special provision for outreach to LGBTQ Texans. And so that's really exciting to see that we can do something for our community and that even people appointed by this governor are listening to us, right? They understand that real Texans need help and not everything can be this dramatic political fight. Um, at some point, we have to just acknowledge the real needs of people. There have also been recently a couple other victories. So I don't know what this is like where you are, but here for at least probably 30, if not more years, it's been illegal for men who have sex with men to donate blood. And that has recently changed. So that's very exciting uh, because that really was based on a stigma that came out of the AIDS crisis. So we are seeing incremental steps, right? We're seeing some bad policies overturned. We're seeing some proactive good steps being taken. And even thinking about all of the bad bills that have been filed in the state of Texas, it's important to say right now, there are more good bills that have been filed. Admittedly, only by one, but there are, as of today, there are 82 bad bills and 83 good bills. So for what it's worth, I'm holding on to that. Thank you so much for talking to me. I feel like I've taken a heap of your time. No, it was fun. That's Jonathan Gooch, the Communications Director with Equality Texas on Joy 94.9. Glass half full. Very half Glass half full. He's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're one positive bill ahead. <laughs> It's not a great tally, though. No, 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 not when you're in the 80s for yeah. bad bills. Wow, wow. And and just uh, <clears throat> it, as an organisation, it must be quite difficult for them just to manage the volume of things coming at them. I just try to pass through, like, what's important, what's the priority, yeah. what looks the most dangerous, most likely to pass. 
and and also our community is very diverse too. So yeah. there's going to be very differing views on some of these uh, these laws as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just had a message in from Nadia. Thanks, Nadia, uh, from only in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get how Medicare is not accessible for all. Healthcare is a right, not a privilege. Totally agree. Yes. Crazy healthcare. Um, uh, the, uh, the the victories. Um, the aging one is a little bit interesting because I would have thought that uh, some of the older members of the community might be a little more reticent about supporting anything LGBT. So maybe that's a, a good sign. A good yeah, that is. I think that's a real positive. Yeah. Uh, now, if this uh, if tonight's show has brought any issues for you there's lots of support services to help you out go to joy.org.au slash support to find out what services are best for you listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast platform to worldwide wave Hi, my name is Robbie Watt. I'm from Kutjuk, Northern Quebec, in Canada, and you're listening to the Worldwide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like Worldwide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, Jonathan Gooch, Communications Director at Equality Texas. You can find out about their great work at equalitytexas.org. And on the website, they've got a great thing called Build Tracker where you can, you know, try and track all these enormous number of bills. And thank you to those who have gone in touch with us on Facebook, Liz, Phoebe, Lana, Stefan, and so many more have joined us or interact with us. And you can do that as well on W3Joy. And the SMSs, Xavier and Nadia, and our behind-the-scenes team, podcaster Peter and social media master Dean. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe, one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash Worldwide Wave, or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.